0: get my composure here. Uh. Don't you thank God for moments like that? What would life be without those moments? What would life be without sharing those with one another? What would it be like if we all just adopted one another? What would church feel like if you came to a place that you would love each other And it wouldn't matter if you're from the same loins. You just knew they had one thing in common. That common thing is Christ Jesus and him alone is all matters. What would it be like in a church that had no disagreement or discrepancies? What would it be like if we just loved each other? I think that's a perfect picture of what church should be. It's adoption. Is taking any person from any part, any walk, any race, any class, and then bringing them into a place that they feel a part of. Don't you think that's Father's adoption? Don't you don't you love the fact that Jesus did it with you? Isn't the fact that the Father in heaven has adopted you? All you got to do is say yes. It's like He signs the paper, says I want to. All you got to do is say I'll go. Isn't that great? I just love that. Thank you, Sierra for sharing with us today. Mm. (laughs) It was cute. She came up to me on Wednesday and said, can I share this letter? Are you going to, can you bring the Consiglio family up on the screen? And can, can I share this letter? Yes, honey. What? You want to (laughs) leave? I was just getting emotional. I was just pouring my heart out here, and you want to leave? He's pointing, go, can they go? Yes, you can all go if you want to leave me. And look at them all running. Look at the masses. You know, one day we're going to have to leave the room, and they're going to have to stay. You know, adults go in the other room, and the kids can hang out here. You're not there yet, but it's getting close. How many people believe that, that that's a good idea to let our let our youth grow in, a, in an environment that's good for them? <laughs> Sometimes out here we can get a little deep in God's word, and we need to be we need to be people of meat and some on. But you know what? Our children need to grow too, and they need to grow on their own level. So that's what we decided to do at Rush. And though we're run, we're running out of room, we started in that room, and outgrew that. Then we went to that room and outgrew that. Now we got them in the children's room, and hopefully they're able to stay in there for a while, right? I don't know. they're switching so it, that's okay. Is it okay that their kids are out outnumbering us? Is that all right? That's okay with me. Freedom to love. We started on this last week. We started on the, the Power of covering. Remember this last week? We talked about those things in life when you want to go to someone and you want to work things out. The Bible says that Jesus will be in the midst of that in Matthew 18. Wouldn't it be nice if we can actually cover over these things? Would it be awesome that we can indeed not see those anymore? They're going to, Brista and Piper are going to hang out with us today. Awesome. And so wouldn't it be nice that you could just cover over wrongs? Is anybody here holding on to wrong that your spouse did just today or yesterday or the last week? If we have trouble, it says, do not let your anger go down with the sun. If we have trouble that we just can't cover it over and it disappear, wouldn't it be awesome if it would just go away out of your mind forever? What is so funny? They're picking on you. You got two ladies, you in the center, you're in trouble. How many people believe that women see things differently than men? How many women believe that what they see is much better than what the man sees? Look at them all going, mm hmm. And, and guys, do you always agree with your wise perspective? And who sees things better, you or her? See, there's just the problem here. If I say every man in here that says their wife is always right, you can go ahead and stand. Or every lady that says your husband's always right, you can stand. We would have a big discrepancy, right? The women would be on this side, the men would be on this side, and we'd have parliament right here. Would we not? Now, okay, so what do we do as husband and wives in relationships when we don't see things the same? Or we think we've been wronged? We need to be able to say, "Mm mm-hmm, I don't see that anymore. I'm gonna cover over the wrongs. Right? Because my perspective on that situation says that I'm right, but I gotta lay it down. How many people are good at that? I think we hit one of the most most of the issue in marriage. I think this is it, even in relationships. I think we hit on something that I don't know about you, I'm still I'm 22 years in the process on the potter's wheel, and I am still learning. That is hard to do. Am I right? That's hard for me just to say that, mm-hmm. So how do we come up with, how can I cover, how can I make sure I don't see those things that I call wrong in my wife, in my kids? I just cover them, and I see them no more. Last week we talked about that because... What covers a multitude of sin? What covers a multitude of sin? So how many people can love your spouse? Mm Mm-hmm. How many people can actually say, you better raise your hand. You you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. How many people say that I do love my wife, and I love them, I would do anything for my wife, or the wife would say to her husband, I would do anything for my husband. Right now we can have marriage 101 right here. We can all come to the altar and give our lives over to Jesus again and get married again. Because all of us, I don't think anybody, if there's anybody in the point that you're saying, I'm done with my wife, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Because the word is true. If God's love is in you, can you cover a multitude of sin? Can you? That means you don't see it anymore. And so the problem is we're still emotionally tied to it. We're tied to those things that we feel are wrong. And we cannot cover them. So what we end up doing is we keep pulling them off. Well, do you remember last week when you, don't you, know, and we cannot forget them. And it builds up, builds up. Never, I've never been in a counseling session with a couple that are, they've worked it all out. It wouldn't be there, first of all but I've been in counseling sessions where it's rised up to a point where it started maybe down here with nothing real critical and rises to a point that everything is lousy and they want out. How does it get there? Not overnight. It's because they don't know how to cover. They don't know how to use God's love. Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But Lord, you understand what they did. You understand the wrong they did. And he would say, I've covered them, can't you? So our problem is that we just can't cover things. We just can't let them go. That was last week. So we're going into First Corinthians. We're going into a section of First Corinthians. that talks about it's amazing that Sierra would even bring it up. Or is it that God wants you to know something? so when we look at 1 Corinthians 13, we look at that scripture, and we talk about love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not, is not boastful. Isn't these good in a marriage? Isn't these important? Maybe that's why it's the most popular verse ever spoken in marriages. Love is kind, love is Patient love does not envy it, is not boastful, it is not arrogant, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not irritable. It does not keep a record of what? It does not. So here, how many people have the love of Jesus in them right now? Oh, isn't it good? Oh, I love him. And when you come to church, you can feel his love. You can say, oh, I just, and you go out and you got this, people just think you're weird. How can you, what are you, why are you being so nice to me? Because Jesus loves me, and I love you. And there's this thing that happens. And so what we want to see happen is all these good things that Jesus does go right into our marriages, the most important relationships. You're between two ladies. You're in trouble, right? And the most important thing in husband and wife and children. <laughs> Isn't it great that that could really work well? Do you guys think it could? It sure can. So let's go. Let's break it down a little bit. We, last week we talked about when the next verse we talk about this where things shift In this verse, it's where things really take root. We talked about the world could read the first part of that with with verse 7 and say, yeah, I like that. Even in my marriage, I want these things. But in this verse here, in verse 6, it switches. It just switches all of a sudden. You see how it goes? It says, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. What truth? Because right now, you can say, I can rejoice in what I think is right. I can find that this is important to me. But what is it based on, your truth or God's truth? You see, then you got to let go everything that you base your, your thinking on and say it's got to be God's truth that changes me and it's my perspective that needs change. You see? And it's like, okay, so that switch in there tells me that I've got to be careful with unrighteousness and I've got to be careful that I follow truth. Makes sense, right? So it's God's word. What he says, and what he says, I'm capable of doing. Why? Because the spirit of God resides in me. It means if God says I can do it, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do it because his spirit is in me. His spirit leads me into all truth. It makes sense, right? All I got to do is follow the spirit. So when I go into a disagreement... I don't say, well, Spirit of God, can you just stay over here for a second? Because I've got to solve this issue. And and you just straight, and I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna get my mm, I'm gonna work through this thing. You got to take the spirit of truth with you. And if you listen strong enough, he'll tell you how to cover. He'll show you how to cover, and he'll give you the strength to cover that you won't have to worry about those things flaring up. You can't, you can't do it on your own. I know it for sure. How about you? Can you cover things on your own? No. Can with God's love, can you cover things? Yes. So God needs to win. Make sense? So let's go a little further here. This is where we come to our next verse. And this verse here, verse 7 says, It bears all things, which means it covers, it roofs everything. And some, and some translation says protect. Now, listen to me. Don't get confused here. To protect, what does it mean? Because if I can properly cover, then don't I protect? Don't I preserve? If, if my relationship with my wife is that important to me, if I can cover those things that he covered, aren't I protecting our relationship? Aren't I roofing those things important to me? Yes. That means I love her so much, I want to cover those things that are wronged, that I feel wronged. I want to cover those so I protect what is valued in our relationship. You see? So this is what we need to be able to do. We need to cover those things so those things don't flare up, doesn't cause cause problems, get us angry. We can just cover them. Sounds good? So let's say next. Believes all things. Four things it tells us here: bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure things. And every one of these, let's take, let's just stop with believes all things. What do you think this means? It's not that I believe everything. Okay, be careful here. I believe all truth of the Lord. I believe all things in the Lord. I don't need to believe all things of the world. I got to be able to separate my things, my thinking on that. I. Okay, something happens to me. I can see someone's hurt me. But I want to believe in the value in Christ Jesus of someone. Is this this verse for every person? Is this for the house of God? Let's make sure we get this straight. This verse is not for the lost. This verse is for the church. This is is the born-again believing church. So we got to get that straight. You got to get that. So how do I want to handle things in my church, in my life, in my relationship, Christian relationship with my wife, in my relationship with you, Mike? How am I going to look at this, Sean? So I got this important. This, the Bible says you must what with his spirit of unity. I must preserve the spirit of unity in Ephesians So what I need to do is preserve. That means what I think is right and wrong, I must make sure that that right and wrong is based on what? Truth. Because if I don't, we're going to have conflict, and I'm going to find this tension because I'm not covering and I'm not keeping truth dear to my heart. I'm not keeping it as my filter. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to be blocked. I don't want things to take away my perfect view of what he wants me to do. If I'm following the spirit, I'm not going to cover you, but maybe your wife would like me to. But if I'm able to cover the wrongs, I will make this be your wrongs. How's that sound? I'll oh, ask a question. Shannon, has Sean done everything right? Mm-hmm. And she quickly, <laughs> see how she quickly pulled him out of the bus? Yes, no, he hasn't. But you know, everybody doesn't do things right. Has has his wrongs ever caused a little bit of tension? Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. There it is. Has anybody here been married more than a year? <laughs> I'm going to pick on this couple over here just for a second. Has Jason's behavior always been right on? No. Has Jason done anything wrong? <laughs> As, see? They, see how they pull their husband right back out of the bus. I like that. Throw them under the bus, and no, I'm just kidding, and pull them out. It's a threat, you know. How's that feel? Wouldn't it be awesome that you can cover things, that you can honestly say, I don't, that don't matter to me anymore, and I can let it go. Wow, my love for her, I have preserved it. I love her because my perspective, see, it's not what I would base it on. What do I need to base his wrongs on? Whether or not it is truth. If your brother sins against you, you must go to him and point out his sin. You know, most of the time in marriages, it's not sin. It's just a disagreement. We just need to learn how to cover those those things that we call important. I don't deserve anything. Really, get to to the root. Does anybody here believe they deserve anything? Once you're born again, he really does this switch, doesn't he? everything well you know you used to i'm important you you fight for that i feel like i don't don't you roll over me i uh uh-uh, uh i'm important you get saved you're just like you find yourself humbling yourself before god because what he's done for me in salvation then you find your before you're like this uh lord can you forgive me of that stupid arrogant behavior and accept me for who I am? You start beating your chest in the temple when the Pharisee looks at you and says, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like him. You become the other one beating your chest saying, God, have mercy on me because I'm an idiot sometimes. You see, we have to know where we are. We have to know, yeah, he loves me. He calls me a son, and he lifts me up. God would never leave you on your knees. But it's good to go there and be reminded how much you need him. God, I need to learn how to cover the things that I call wrongs. I need to learn how to go to someone who has actually sinned and show them the wrong in love. I need to be able to do things according to preserve the unity of the spirit. And know what I need to be. I need to belong. I need to stay on my knees and let the man Let the God who says, if you humble yourself, I shall exalt you. I will stay on my knees until God chooses to exalt me. And I'll stay here, and I'll keep telling all of you that I have never attained or reached where I want to be. I want to continue to reach after those things that he has before me. But I will never forget how much I need him. I want to learn how to cover more. I want to learn how to love somebody who sinned against me. And I think you do too. So what does it mean, believes all things? First of all, if you're not in God's truth and the truth isn't setting you free, you're bound and you'll never get this. Believes all things is having truth in your heart written on your tablet of your heart, and you step in knowing truth, believes, trust. Now, I, if you're a believer in here, I don't even, it's so easy for me to cover when I know God's potential in you. You see, I start to see things about you through God's eyes. Believes all things, the good in you. What you can become what God calls you, he warns us about holding grudges against one another. We cannot do that, for he's the great judge. And by the same measure you judge, he shall judge. You see, if I don't remain on my knees, how easy is it to make a mistake? So what church should be like is a loving church. But I believed in you, Robert. Robert. And when it means believe all things, I believe all things Christ has said and done in you. That means when I have a problem that flares up in me and I've learned to cover those things that Robert has done wrong, now I believe in you because I can see you as God sees you. I can believe all things. Now, this is important. Can you imagine in our disagreements we learn how to cover things, and then we learn how to believe in somebody. How fast would that conversation switch from pointing out what you think is right, not based in on his word, and what God is saying in the midst of that? This is powerful. Matthew 18 says this. He says when this is the only time Matthew says, and, and the only time Jesus says this in Matthew He says, if two come together in agreement, when two come together in agreement, you see, when two or three are gathered in his name, there he will be in the midst. So, I don't even, Jesus going to show up? And I know I need to cover something. I know that Robert and I are good friends, and I need something's happen, and, and I don't get a good perspective. And I learn how to cover those things that Robert does. And then I learn how to believe in the things God speaks about you from his word. He says, there I will be in the midst. That's what he looks for. Does it make sense? In Matthew 18, read it. It starts with 15 where it talks about if someone sins against you, go to them. If they don't hear you, take a witness to that. And if the witness and if the person still doesn't hear and they don't agree, it says, then go before the church. Right? In Matthew 18, it says, then if he doesn't agree and he doesn't see, he says, no, I don't think so, and that's not me. It says, then you treat them as a tax collector. That's where he says I'll be in the midst. When there's agreement, I'm there. Jesus shows up. I don't know, but I think that's beautiful. That means if I really do this right, Jesus will show up. The one that I bow to, the one that I said, "I'm not worthy, the one who did a cross died on the cross for me, the one who gave his life for me, that today I'm born again and saved. That same God who loves me that way. Says, Jim, if you just learn how to love like this, I will be there with you in the midst. That means powerful in me. Bears all things, believes all things. And we'll get to next week we're going to talk about hopes all things. I don't know about you. I I won't learn how to do life right. I will learn how to deal with situations and arguments and things that come up. Will everything be perfect in church? Will you walk in and nobody has any disagreement at all? I doubt it. You're always going to come into a place, no matter where you go, where there's always disagreement and there's grudges. Even in this church, I'm sure there's times. But what I like to do on my Sunday morning is come in here and start to see everybody carrying a blanket, willing to cover and everybody believing that what Christ speaks about you, JD, I believe in Jesus' name. That means who cares who ca- I just see the best in this boy. I call him a boy because there's about 30 years difference. Knowing you know what I'm saying? I just want to do this right. And that's what I see in this word. This word has captivated me, and I want to stay there until I grow. I don't know if I have another slide. Let me check. I think I do. Oh, yeah, I want to read one more. Can I read one more thing? Can I read one more thing? What time we have? Okay, get a little time. Let me read one more thing in James. This slapped me, okay? Anybody know that the book of James slaps? Literally, if you open it up in James, in James, you're going to get slapped. So back up. Back up. Don't get too close because this is a spanker. And my first name is? There it is. Well, I don't. Okay. They didn't change. Okay. So let's go into this real quick. James 3. How many people like James in here? Let me see the hands of those like James. Book of James. I have my own book, but it's not the same book. Who among you is wise and understanding? Raise your hand. Or are you afraid to? I want to be considered wise and understanding. Wouldn't it nice if your spouse said to you, you're an understanding guy. Or you're an understanding lady. That's a good thing. Who wants to be wise and understanding? Who among you is? So it's a question you have to answer. You have to answer the question because it asks you a question. It's a Bible. It's a Bible. You have to do what the Bible says. right? Bible Bible's asking you a question right now. Who among you is wise and understanding? Think about that. Now you think since he asks a question he's going to tell you what it looks like? Oh, absolutely. James would never allow through the Holy Spirit to not. So let's go on. Let him or her. Show by his or her good behavior, his or her deeds, and gentleness and wisdom. Gentleness of wisdom. Okay. So should you use wisdom in every disagreement? Should you use wisdom when there's dis- disagreement or, or there is conflict? Should we show good behavior in deeds and gentleness and wisdom? Yes or no? Yes. Let's go on. You guys Ready? This is actually going into problem solving here, 101. And it's gone. It says this, but if you have bitter jealousy, self-ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the, tr- what, truth. See how important truth is this? The wisdom is not that which comes down from heaven, but is the earthly, natural, and what is that word? Earthly, natural, and for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder in every evil thing. Does that scare anybody here? If you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition, okay, when you have a disagreement with your wife or spouse, do you have any ambition for self in that? Is there any ambition for self in your argument? When you're bringing it up, and it's such an important thing with your wife or husband. Say, you know, I've got mine, you've got yours, and we're just going to choose to disagree. Mm, that's not good. That's not good. You see, isn't it important to know that if there's any self ambition in you, you are working for who? So I don't know about you, that kind of gives me like, okay, now I want to do this thing right because if I go on in self ambition and trying for self, if there's anything about self in this, then I could be actually hearing a different voice, right? So if this is so important that I win, and I'm not really trying to make it based on his truth, I'm going to make it upon my truth, and I'm going to win this, where's the ambition? Isn't it for me? So could I, in fact, do worse? This wisdom is not which comes down from above. This is not God's wisdom, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. For every, if we're where jealousy and self-ambition exist, there is disorder and every kind of evil thing. So, that's not good news. Let's get some good news here, okay? Let's go one more step. This is going to help us. But the wisdom from above is first, What? then peaceful peaceable gentle reasonable full of mercy and good fruits unwavering without hypocrisy saying one thing doing another you know what i'm saying doesn't that make you mad mm, does me if you say one thing and do another and the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in what peace by those who make peace what is sown in that by peace to those who make peace it bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things to have faith to trust in and be entrusted with father we thank you that your word is powerful but, Lord, what I enjoy so much, even though some of this is so difficult to process, some of these things, Lord, I'm not even sure if I can I can work through. But, God, because you live in me, you love me, and you've given me the Holy Spirit that leads me in all truth, Father, Father I have the capability and desire to cover. I have the capability and desire not only to cover things, but believe These things that are good and valuable about this person. So, Lord, I thank you that you're going to make me a better husband. You're going to make me a better father. Because if I can learn how to really love like this, then, Father, what is impossible? Nothing. So, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, what you're doing in my heart. I thank you, Lord, for the the truth that's coming forth from 1 Corinthians. Spoken from you. Written by Paul. Thank you, Father, for all these fine folks. I love coming to church because, Father, we're growing together. We're learning how to love one another. And, Father, what can happen even in this building if we love the way you have called us to and have equipped us to? So, Lord, thank you so much for this crew. This is a fine family you have here. In Jesus' name, amen. So this song may be new to some. It's a really old song that Jaden and the youth band have brought back up.